Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Charles Williams. He has served in urban education for 15 years as a teacher, assistant principal, and principal while working with students in grade PK through 12. He has developed innovative programs and structures that have resulted in successful schools in both Indiana and Illinois. He's also presented and spoken at numerous events. Charles is a founder of CW Consulting and Education Consulting Group, host of the Counter Narrative Podcast, and the host of Real Educators Talk, a monthly discussion designed to engage educators in authentic conversations around education. Welcome to the podcast, Charles. Thank you for having me, Dana. How are you? Great, great. Well, tell me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. Yes, I I think the biggest trench that I've ever been in, and I've said this story before, so if you've heard it, I I do apologize. Uh, But uh, when I first started working at my the school that I was at prior to where I am Mm -hmm. now, I was there for six years, and uh, I brought I was brought in as a principal, and they said, "Hey, welcome to the school. By the way, your school is." Uh, slated to be shut down for, Mm -hmm. you know, poor academic performance and talk about not even falling in the trench, being thrown inside Mm -hmm. of a trench. Um, And so the very first year we tried to do everything that we could, you know, by the book, right. We, Mm -hmm. we changed all of our curriculum. We bought a ton of new material, right. We we textbook and I felt really good about it. I I thought, Hey, this is it. You know, we're, we're going to get ourselves pulled out. And we didn't. Our right. our scores barely moved. I had to go stand in front of the board because that was there last year. And I said, "Look, mm. I'm brand new. Can you can you give me a shot? I know the first year didn't go as well, mm-hmm. and so they gave us two. Okay, uh, you know everybody else was getting three years, five years for the renewals. We got two. Okay, so it was like, okay, we have to get this turned around and. That summer, I remember just looking at something we had called the five essentials. It's a survey Mm -hmm. uh, that focuses on a lot of different things, but the biggest is being culture and climate within the building. And what I quickly realized was that our culture and climate was horrible. Nobody wanted to be there. Uh, Students didn't feel safe. They didn't feel like they were valued or heard. Teachers didn't feel like they had any input. Nobody wanted to be there. And so it was like, I started thinking about all the things that I've heard, right? It's people, not programs. Yeah. And so I said, well, let's shift our attention a little bit. Let's, let's pour into the people that we have because we couldn't figure out what was wrong with the curriculum. And the reality was there was nothing wrong with the materials of the curriculum. <laughs> like none of that means anything if you don't have people who are, are want to be in the building, who are willing to do the work. And so we, we turned it around. And within two years, we reached and surpassed our goal and we were off of the uh, the, the closure list, uh, the academic warning list, which was a huge accomplishment, you know, but it, it taught me in that moment, like, you know, a lot of times we we immediately jump onto the, the newest, shiniest thing, yeah. looking for the best program to fix the issues that we have. And more often than not, it isn't the programs that we had to focus on people. And so 
you know, that was year three. I was able to get us out or we were able to get us out, to be honest. Uh, and then the next three years, we just continued on and, uh, you know, continued to show tremendous gains. Um, and it was exciting. But, you know, my time there came to an end. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I shifted into another district, uh, but definitely was thrown into the trenches and crawled ourselves back out. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people who've worked in turnaround schools that have found out that, you know, it starts with that piece of recognizing the school culture and the relationships in the building. And um, yeah, you can try as you may <laughs> bringing in stuff that uh, curriculum, pedagogy, trainings, X, Y, and Z, but <laughs> really realizing that and having been there and now coming out on the other side and telling the story. Um, you know, it's a it's a look back kind of, um, of of how you and your staff were able to achieve that. So you have a new book. Um, it's called Inside the Principal's mm -hmm. Office, uh, a leadership guide to inspire reflection and growth. And so was this partly written uh, going through this experience you talked about? And tell me kind of what principals can gain from reading this. Sure. So the, the book is about a year old. Uh, so definitely written afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, but the book was written as a spinoff for the, the show that I have inside mm -hmm. the principal's office. Uh, me and my co-host, Michael McWilliams, uh, we were approached by uh, Dr. Rob Thornell. And he said, okay. hey, I have this idea for a book. Uh, I think it would be awesome. And I want to write it with the two of you. So we said, OK. So we sat down and we wrote a book. And what, what it, it essentially was, was the show is designed to say, hey, you know, teachers and most instructors, there's a lot of spaces mm -hmm. for teachers to come together, for them to learn and grow, connect, build, bond, right? All of those things. But where are the spaces like that for educational administrators? Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of times they say leadership is lonely and it can be, but my pushback on that is it's only lonely if you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So let's, let's create a space for these leaders to come together. And that's what the show was about. And so then we took the book to say, hey, how can we provide a resource to uh, administrators? We know they're busy, right? We know we don't always have a time, you know, to sit down and, and read for hours on end. So what can we cr create a, a resource for administrators, by administrators? And so what we did was we took 40 weeks, right, about the approximate uh, time frame for a school year. And we said, what if an administrator read through it week by week? Mm -hmm just a quick anecdotal story. Okay. So the three of us shared our experiences. And then at the end, there's space to capture your thoughts and reflections. And okay. it focuses on different areas of leadership, servant leadership, um, uh, instructional leadership, uh, learning, you know, just continuing your own learning, celebrations and reflections. And so we, we share a story and then it says, now we want you to reflect on it. Here are some questions, reflect process. And so our hope is that, as principals and administrators, leaders go through the school year, they're able to kind of digest this, right? One week at a time, short, simple, but really making sure that they're reflecting on the work. And so it's great for a brand new administrator to say, what am I getting myself into? But it's also great for those veterans because sometimes we get just so caught up in, in routines and ruts, right? We're just kind of moving along. That we, we don't really take the time to stop and say, why am I here? What am I doing? Am I being effective? And so the mm -hmm. book was really designed for both sides of that coin. Yeah, and this is something um, would 
uh, a principal will be able to use this maybe in uh, admin team meetings, kind of as a, a partial book study with their admin team. Would that be appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we've had multiple districts uh, who have purchased the book for exactly that. I mean, it can be a solo journey, uh, but definitely something to sit down together, um, you know, like a book study. Um, so we've had superintendents purchase it for their principals across the district, and they utilize it as a book study. Um, you know, I've developed a PLC around that, uh, that mm -hmm, I can run mm -hmm. with leaders, um, but as well as even just a leader right within a building to say, hey, I'm going to give one to my AP. I'm going to give one to my dean. I'm mm -hmm. going to give it to the leaders within our school. Because one of the other things we stress is that it says principal, because at the time we wrote it, we were all sitting principals. Yeah. Um, but the truth is, it's for leaders, right? And so a leader could be almost anyone in your building. Uh, and so they can take and learn from this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So even um, maybe teacher leaders, department chairs to discuss and maybe their meetings as well to reflect on, like you said, it's, it's a lot that reflection piece going back. Um, is it kind of a weekly, like you said, it's divided up into weeks. So if people mm -hmm. had a weekly team meeting, uh, is it by theme or just kind of posing questions based on um, how the book's laid out? Yeah. So, I mean, if, for example, if, if a school had a weekly team meeting, um, okay. very easily, right? But each story is maybe a page, page and a half, okay. two at the most. Mm -hmm. So they're not very long. So very easily something that could be read, you know, the week prior and then mm -hmm. and, and discussed and digested. And what's okay. wonderful is that those questions could even be used as conversational questions. Uh, you know, so for example, you know, one of the chapters talks about um, just kind of walking your talk, right? Okay. Uh, so in, in that chapter, I talked about the fact we had a rule, we don't eat in the hallways uh, mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. And I was running to a meeting, running down the hallway, picked up something from the cafeteria and it was eating it on my way to my office. And a student stopped me and said, hey, you're not supposed to be eating in the hallway. And a, and a teacher immediately started to reprimand the student. And I said, no, 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 no. He's absolutely right. Like I shouldn't be eating in the hallway. That is not my rule. That's not a rule for students. That is a school-wide expectation and norm. And as the school leader, I of all people should be upholding that expectation. I thank the student for the reminder, right? I, I remember seeing his face and the teacher's mm -hmm. face like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> um, but then it's like at the end of it, it's asking those questions, like what are you allowing to happen in your school? Yeah, right? And sometimes yeah. that's a challenging question because we say we have a rule, but I'm going to do this. Yeah. Right? As a leader, are you following the expectations that you have set forth? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's something challenging as a leader to be like, yeah, but I'm the principal. Yeah. That means that by, of, of anybody, <laughs> you should be doing it. And, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's questions like that, that could have, be had in conversations to reflect on practices to say, okay, how are we going to move forward? right? What are we going to make sure that we're focusing on? What are we going to do as we're moving forward? And so definitely something that could be utilized, you know, on a week to week basis uh, for team meeting, staff meetings, however, that structure is set up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And th these small things like really reflecting on, uh, you know, the adults bending the rules, right? Sometimes we're the worst uh, students like in PD, right? Yeah. <laughs> Those types yeah. of things. So Reflecting on like how much are you following the mission, vision, mission, vi vision and values, those types of things. So definitely recommend. So you saw, told me that before the book was written, um, it was uh, kind of a, a side 
uh, part from the show the, inside mm -hmm. the principal's office. So tell me a little bit about where people can access the show, how often it's put out and who you do the show with. Yeah, so typically the show comes out twice a month, the first and mm -hmm. third Saturday uh, of the month. During the holidays right now, we, we've kind of scaled it back. So uh, the very first Saturday of December, we'll have our last right. show for the year. Um, it's hosted by School Rubric. Uh, so uh, Wallace Teen uh, runs School Rubric. And about two years ago, he came to me and uh, Michael McWilliams, who was a 20-year veteran principal down in Denton ISD, down in Texas. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, look, I have an idea for a show. What are your thoughts on this? Um, and I had done a few other shows on Four School Rubric. And I said, Let, let's let's give it a shot. So we played around a little bit with it, um, officially launched it about February. So in February, it'll be two uh, solid years. Okay. Um, but you can find the shows, uh, you know, if you subscribe to School Rubric on YouTube, you can find all the uh, past episodes there. Uh, but if you follow either myself or Michael McWilliams or School Rubric uh, across any social media outlet. So when we go live, uh, we promote it across Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, um, you know, just all, all the socials. <laughs> so if you, if you want to find the show, it's very easy to find it. And do you frame your uh, episodes around a certain topic as well? Or is it kind of just really uh, about something you've experienced in the job? Because you mentioned in the pre-chat, you're the only one of the three that is still in the job as a principal. So Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mike has left. Uh, he is part mm -hmm. of Solution Tree. So, mm -hmm. I mean, kudos, because that, that's a huge step, right? A lot of people want to get into that role. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so he travels around the country now delivering PD for them. Uh, Rob, uh, he hasn't been in that role for a while. He's actually now working with NWEA. Um, so yeah, I'm the only one in the role currently. Uh, so, but what we do is we, we talk about some of the hottest topics. Uh, so, you know, in December, what we do is we kind of talk about like wrapping up the year, um, you know, depending on the times of year, we either have kind of some steady ones, like how do we, how do we find good talent and not just find them, but how do we retain them? Um, you know, how do we curate great back to school orientations. Um, sometimes it's just something that's very popular. Uh, you know, it might be conversations around, you know, when like critical race theory was really big in it, right? Let's have a conversation around that. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's really creating a space for, again, educational leaders to sit down and say, can we talk about this? And so typically it's me and Mike and okay. we have two leaders on the show. And I mean, they're from all over. We've had leaders from you know, Europe, uh, from Asia, from uh, South America, from the Middle East, um, as well as leaders right here from, you know, the United States. Um, and so what we're really trying to do as well is create a global perspective. And so it's very interesting sometimes when we're talking about a topic, you know, and we kind of are like, we're here in America, right? This is kind of how mm -hmm. we view mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting for a school leader in Germany to say, hey, we're dealing with the same thing. Mm -hmm. Or a school leader in Thailand who's like, well, this is how we approached it. And it's, you know, it's just, a, I guess, a, an interesting perspective that sometimes we think, again, that we're unique, that we're dealing with the situation. Yeah. You know, but in reality, things are impacting schools around the world. And, you know, so it's just really nice to be able to get that global perspective. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts.
Now let's get back to the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it makes the world smaller when you see like people are also having similar issues as we are. Um, so you also host uh, the Counter Narrative Podcast, <laughs> changing the way we talk and think about education. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about how long this podcast has been on and how often it drops and kind of what the setup, uh, you know, what what the themes are in that podcast as well. Yeah, so the the podcast is about two and a half years old. Um, it really launched during the pandemic, I think, when okay. so many of these things, right? Like yeah. we're sitting at home, what else are we going to do? Um, but it, it stems off of an article that I read by my a good friend, Dr. Tyrone Howard, uh, okay. who examined, you know, young African-American males and said, these gentlemen were successful. Why were they successful? Let's tell the story about why they're successful, because so often we focus on, you know, the negative narrative. And I thought, you know, this is great. You know, I've spent, you know, almost 18 years now in urban education where mm-hmm. I go into these meetings and we continue to have the same conversations over and over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. The same students are being blamed, right? The same students are being marginalized and focused on. And it's just the same kind of conversations and topics. And I thought, what if we change this up a little bit? Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew as a leader my school had a tremendous amount of success in these stories, but those stories aren't being told. And any group of people, if you continue to only talk about them in a negative way, you create this deficit mindset. So my thought was, well, man, if we change the way we're talking about things, we're starting to change the way we think. If we change the way we think, we change the way we act, right? And and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so I, I created the show. And so what I wanted to do is to talk to educators who wanted to say, hey, let me tell my story. Let me tell you the story of the students that I've had in my space. Let me tell you about my experiences and really create a space where we can push back. And it's been interesting because I've had educators, you know, we've talked about like rural education, something I never have been involved in, but kind of talking about what does that look like? We've talked about tech integration. We've talked about assessments. Um, you know, we've talked about body image and, and emotional mental health. I mean, the podcast has really hit on almost every topic that you could think of, but really pushing through a, a, a different perspective. Um, and so they, they alternate, they drop every single week. And so one week I have a guest. Uh, and so it's always, you know, some type of educator. It doesn't, I really don't have any criteria. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a leader. It doesn't. It's just an educator. And then the following week is a reflection. I call them my pa- my pause to ponder moments. Okay. And so in those, that's just me literally talking about something that has come up that week or the week prior that's really weighing on myself as an educator. And so I just I just talk about it. Um, and so, yeah, it just it drops every single uh, Friday and it can be found across essentially every single uh, podcast platform. Uh, the biggest ones are Spotify and Apple, uh, mm-hmm. but it, you can find it almost anywhere. And it's it's really interesting when I look at the dashboard and I see listeners from all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, oh, look, New Zealand's checking in or, you know, whatever. It's like, that's cool. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel free. You know, I'd be honored if somebody checked it out and listened to. Yeah, yeah. And I, I see that dashboard as well as a podcast host and you know, it's, it's, it's it, flattering to know, like there are people in other countries that hear about it and want to check it out. And, you know, I really like the background of how you, 
how you define, you know, your, your title really, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to change your narrative, as you said, and, and really, um, you know, coming out of the deficit mindset, um, you know, building into that growth mindset and, you know, seeing, uh, celebrating stories of our staff and our students. So, um, yeah, uh, I will put the links in the show notes so people can check that out. And in the bio, I also mentioned that you uh, run CW Consulting. Uh, yeah. So tell me when you launched your consulting firm and kind of what what you do as a consultant and um, what people can uh, book you, uh, how, what you can uh, speak to if people want to book you to come and speak to their staff. So uh, this was launched in uh, February of 2019. Mm -hmm. um, so I was at the ESSA conference here in Chicago okay. uh, presenting on vocabulary instruction. So I was an ELA teacher forever uh, before okay. becoming an administrator. Um, and so, you know, one of the big things was just vocabulary, right? Yeah. Students need to increase their vocabulary. So I created an entire workshop on that. Uh, in fact, I was a, a co-contributor to a book called Word Nerds, which was a focus on vocabulary. So I took some of that yeah. um, and, and created this workshop. And I remember presenting at the conference. And after my session was done, uh, a rep came up to me and said, hey, we would love for you to present to our teachers. Can you run a workshop? And I was like, yeah, of course I can. And they're like, awesome. We'll be in touch. And I remember looking at my wife and I was like, uh, like what, what did I just do? Yeah. Um, so I figured right now I'm just a guy presenting workshops. Let, let me kind of make this a little more formal. And so I launched the consulting company. And since then, uh, it has been uh, phenomenal, right? The other day, like I, it just dawned on me. It's only been like we're just going on to four years. Um, but during that time, I've had the opportunity to host workshops um, and to speak at conferences and, you know, just launch, you know, like the, the, the show and the book uh, and the podcast off of that. Uh, this past summer, uh, I, I spoke in Louisville. I was in Vegas. Um, I it was one other spot. I was down in New Orleans. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was in Dallas or Austin earlier in the year. And so just being able to go to these spaces and being in spaces where there's standing room only, right. To say like, Oh my mm -hmm. goodness, like people actually want to come and listen. Uh -huh. I remember in Vegas, I had two ballrooms and I walked wow. in the night before. Wow. And I was just like, Oh, like they want, they, mm. like it, it, it weighed on me. But the next morning when I went in and I got ready and sure enough, it started filling in and it was like this, it's just surreal because I remember not too long ago sitting in the audience and watching the people present and share. And it was kind of like, I wonder what that's like. And now I'm on the other side of that. And so it's been phenomenal. But, uh, you know, a lot of the work that I've been doing lately really focuses on equitable leadership. Um, one of the, the, the biggest workshop or, or presentation that I have right now, it's called uh, The Problem with Color Blindness. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that, that one has become extremely popular. But uh, one of the biggest workshops, the most popular workshops is based on this equity framework. So I've done some work with CPS, uh, Chicago Public Schools. I realize anywhere outside of C Chicago, like CPS is Child Protective Services. And so I want to. People are like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we created a framework that says, like, everybody's talking about equity, but how do you how do you actually do it? Yeah. So we created a framework to help with that. And so that's a workshop that I run on like 
this is how we do it, right? What is a problem uh, that you have and how can we apply this framework? Uh, but yeah, the there's a website out there. And of course, the Twitter handle, uh, you know, goes by the same name as well as all the other socials. Uh, but if anybody was interested in saying, hey, we want a, a keynote or we want a speaker uh, at our conference as well as, or we want somebody to come in and present to our uh, teachers, uh, feel free to reach out via that uh, avenue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting how that got started, uh, just based off of the vocabulary workshop. And really, you know, you kind of hit the uh, gold pot there, right? When, uh, you know, they, they came and they saw and then they wanted to bring you in. So it's kind of very unexpected. <laughs> yeah, that it was, you know, and, yeah. and, and I felt like I needed to create, I was like, oh, wait, I, at the time, I'll be honest, like I, I was brand new to it. So I, I felt I need to create this brand. Right. Because otherwise I'm just a guy going in and doing the yeah. workshop. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had thought about it for a while, but that was my launching point. And, you know, I'm so glad, right. February, 2019 came around because like that pushed me into it. And then, you know, of course we know what happened a year later. But. Did you do a lot of uh, virtual consulting and speaking at conferences during that time as well? Yeah. So during the pandemic, there, there was a lot, right. Cause we were all sitting at home looking at our computers uh, so there, there was a lot of virtual sessions. Um, in fact, there was one there I, I talked about. Um, it, I created an acronym uh, for SMART Leadership, S-M-A-R-T. Okay. That was the acronym. And so just taking our experiences during the pandemic and how I believe, because that's how I lead. And I said, okay. this is this is what SMART Leadership is. Like literally, mm -hmm. in, my, in my perspective, it's being smart. But, you know, the acronym of slowing down right? A lot of times a lot, we, we rush into things. So uh -huh. it was like, let's slow things down. Let's kind of make some lists. Where are we at? Okay. Right? We, we, um, we, we look at those lists. We, uh, kind of go through them. Um, then we, we redefine our focus. Uh, okay. So a lot of times we, we, we like to focus on things that are not within our control. Okay. Uh, so like, okay, let's focus on that. Um, and then that those are the things that we start to focus on implement and then T of a course is tracking it. So it was like during the pandemic, I remember a lot of my colleagues like here's our 30 points bulletin about how we're going to address the. I was like, how do you have that? Like, <laughs> nobody knows what this is. Yeah. So I, me and my staff, we took a whole different thing. We were like, let's slow things down a little bit. Mm -hmm. right? and, mm -hmm. and let's really be intentional about next steps and focus. And, and it really got us through because while I, and I felt really guilty during the pandemic, again, a lot of my peers who had all these multi-point stuff and I would read their, you know, or we'd sit in meetings and they're freaking out and it's, it's chaos. And they're like, Charles, how are you guys doing? And I'm just, yeah. I felt really guilty, but I was like, we're, we're pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like we're navigating this. But again, I think part of that was that slowing down process. I just, I don't know. I think we as educators, a lot of times we always feel like we need to have the answer. Yeah. And I'm okay saying, I don't know. Let's, mm -hmm. let's figure this thing out uh, instead of surging forward and then having this come back and then pushing forward and coming back. Like, let's figure this thing out and then move forward. So that way our time, effort, energy, everything's intentional. And then we make that much more of an impact. Yeah, no, it seems like you have the, the tools in place before the pandemic hit that you were able to really, uh, like you said, wait, be patient, um, you know, not jump into uh, decisions that, that weren't thoroughly thought of, right? And you have the network as well, uh, having had the show and, you know, really 
being intentional about (laughs) the choices you made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, out of everything we talked about today on the podcast, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? Um, you know, I, I I'll, I'll say this. Uh, so, a lot of times when people ask me, like, you're you're doing a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. My my wife hates it to be honest, yeah. but <laughs> you know, I I think for anybody when I when I think about all the different things that I'm doing, and this goes for anybody, is just to know your purpose, know your your why. Um, so I ground myself in that I, you know, Brandon Beck in his book, good friend of mine. And in his book, uh, he created like this mission statement format. Um, and I utilize that to create my own. And when you know why you're showing up, when you know why you wake up each and every single day, the steps that you take can be intentional. And so, yes, you know, I have a bunch of different things happening, but it's all moving in the same direction. Yeah. And I remember early on when I first started this whole consulting thing, I was just kind of like, what do you need? You, you need this? I'll do that for you. Do you need this? I'll do that. And I sat down with Ray from the Teach Better team and she was like, Charles, no, like you you really have to focus, yeah. figure out what it is that you want to do. And so that would be my message, right? Because I know a lot of times we listen to stories like this where we yeah. see this and yeah. People want to launch into it, but before you start that journey, figure out what is your purpose, what is your why, focus everything on that, and then launch into it. And, and as long as you ground yourself in that space, everything else is going to be okay. It, it, it you, you might, you know, kind of hit obstacles. You might not get confused about next steps. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're grounded there, you're going to be okay, and you can move forward. It has made a world of a difference for me. Yeah, no, and I really get that importance of grounding, like when you are involved in a lot of different things, like you mentioned, you know, you have your day job and you have your side gigs and, you know, really, really knowing like the purpose of serving kids and the purpose of helping staff and, you know, putting out the word like, like, like myself, putting out um, this media, this podcast form and books and yeah, uh, very important. And like, like, um, I will also spoken with um, Brandon Beck on the podcast, highly recommend um, Unlocking Unlimited Potential book you referred to. So where can people connect with you and find you online? I know you mentioned a couple of websites and and handles. Where's the easiest place to find you? So the easiest is just jump on Twitter and you can find me at underscore CW Consulting. Um, I have a link tree there on my Twitter page so you can find all the other things. Uh, but that's probably the easiest space to get in touch. And then if you follow me, I, I always do a follow back. If you message me, uh, then, you know, we could kind of navigate to needs or whatever it may be. But uh, okay. yeah, you could find across all the socials. There's even a TikTok. I don't know what to do with it. But I claim the <laughs> handle. So I was like, it's mine. I, at some yeah. point, I might po- push out content. I don't know. <laughs> great, great. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the Out of the Trenches podcast today. Have a great rest of your day. You do the same, Dana. Thank you for allowing me to be here. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. Get it now at amzn.to slash 3b7-2z. Again, A-M-Z-N dot T-O slash 3B7HX2. Check out the show notes on DanaGoodyear.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. 
Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at Out of Trenches PC. Thank you.